Disco lights whirled around me. Or was it the room? My inner party animal had atrophied. Not that I'd ever been a real heavyweight. If it wasn't for the fantastic people watching, and the fact that this was the celebration party for the burglary acquittal of our firm's client, Phil Escalante, the day before, and his engagement to Nadine, one of my best friends in Amarillo, I'd have bagged this shindig. Instead, there I was with tendrils of fake smoke floating past my face, ten feet from a DJ dressed in a black latex fetish costume and spiked dog collar and spinning seventies tunes. A tall woman, maybe ten years older than me, appeared out of the low lights and sidled up to me, engulfing me in the odor of cigarettes. Her vanilla hair sported a generous dollop of dark chocolate roots, which was pretty funny to me since she had a body shaped like a cone. A waffle cone. A waffle cone with sparkly sprinkles from the spinning ball overhead. Behind her trailed a paunchy man of roughly her height. His eyes had locked on me in a way that made my skin crawl with leeches that weren't there. Rick James's super freak ended. The silence in the cavernous L-shaped room was immediate and complete, but short-lived. A clamor of voices from the one hundred or so guests resumed, their voices echoing off the bare walls and drop ceiling. Hey, Foxy Loxy, the man mouthed at me. Or did he? Surely not. It was hard to tell with the lights playing tricks on my eyes. The woman spoke past me. You and your wife got any plans later? Her bellow seemed to fill the room to its farthest corners, even with all the other voices. I winced and shrank under the eyes that shifted our way. Not Jack, though. The horse rancher come criminal attorney was nothing if not unflappable. His topaz eyes twinkled. Emily's not my wife. The man surged toward Jack. You're not together? I'm his fiance. I said through my recently tightened braces and painfully rubber-banded teeth, leaving out, and he's my boss. I waved my big, fat, teardrop-shaped diamond at him to accentuate my point, then I pinched Jack's arm where my hand was looped through its crook. I'd capitulated to the mouth gear when my childhood orthodontist saw the gap between my front teeth and insisted I needed Invisalign, then filled my mouth with metal instead. Payback for never wearing my retainer, I guess. The man and woman looked at each other and nodded. She asked, Care to join us? We've got a room at a no-tell hotel nearby. Jack's whole body shook and I didn't dare look at him. I was a sucker for his laugh. In fact, I was a sucker for everything about him, from his lived-in boots to his permanent tan to his Apache cheekbones. Before either of us could think of an appropriate response, Phil interrupted. Billy, Pete, leave my poor friends alone. He clapped a hand on my shoulder and gently pushed me aside to clap his other onto Jack's. They're not swingers, and this isn't a swinger social. I'm out of the business. The space between Millie's eyebrows narrowed and puckered as drops of light rained down on her face. It's a free country, ain't it? Well, sure. We're not interested. Ugh. Between my braces and the booze, I sounded like a toddler with a lisp. But thank you. The man shrugged. 
Didn't know you blew spit bubbles when we made the invite. I think I'll pass. My lower jaw unhinged. I straightened my powder blue spring weight top. I sputtered, but nothing came out. This time Jack's laugh was audible, and he squeezed me past Phil and over to him. Millie leaned toward Phil, her voice derisive. Those mighty is his word folks got you running scared. Jack and I looked at each other, and his raised brows mirrored mine. The mighty is his word congregation was the self-appointed sin police in these parts, and they had harassed Phil's swingers club and its patrons relentlessly. Phil swore the group had a mole, since the dates of the events and identities of the members weren't public information. He decided to find out, so he let himself into the pastor's personal quarters to investigate. That would have gotten him two to twenty if the jury hadn't latched on to his excuse.